Welcome to Conversations with Marion Dalton, and I got my good friend here, Charlton Fields, and uh, we're going to be talking about life, really, today. We'll be talking about race relations, but I also want to just come at it from Charlton's story, your life, your story, and we'll talk about some learnings along the way. Charlton has uh, been at Bethel for six years now, and I got to baptize him. I got to do his wedding with his beautiful wife, Nicole, and they're just two of my favorites in this church, and and uh, they have a beautiful child on the way, and they got Jasmine, Nicole's daughter, who's so sweet and beautiful, and she's here in the church as well. And, you know, we live in some crazy times, don't we, Charlton? Yes, and, uh, you know, it's our opportunity to determine how we handle it. I, I, before we really get into what we're going to talk about, uh, when we look at race today, we yes, look sir. at COVID today, we look at politics, news media uh, economy, man, all those are big. I could say any one of those words, right? Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And yeah. people go, Oh my God. And, uh, you know, it's something that I want people to understand the power of imagery and words Yes, sir. because God created us out of image mm. in Genesis one. He said, I've created man in my own image in our father, son, Holy ghost likeness. Have we created them both male and female yes, and put them in dominion of the earth? over everything that crawls, flies, and swims, and all that, and to go forth and subdue. Um, so that word image is comes from the word imagio, yes, sir. and it's like a picture or a frame. And so image comes from visual things you see, but associated with words. Because mm. if I say red truck, you I don't know, so what, what kind of red truck did you just see when I said that? Was it a Chevy, a Ford? Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer. So mine was a GMC. So, so... <laughs> I can say red truck or I could say blue car. Right. And you'll come up with an image in your mind that blue car, right? 67 Camaro. 67. Come on now. I love that. <laughs> now I'm, I'm not even gonna try to top that. I love that. So so the thing is, is words trigger images. Yes, sir. If I may pass the one yes. thing. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, my mother used to tell me sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's so incorrect. That's so not true, isn't it, brother? That's so incorrect. So not true. So Because words will make you or break you. Yes, sir. And the key is the words are given by authors. Authors create words, Ooh. right? Authority. And author is the root word of authority. Yes, sir. Authority, right? So I need to write my own story, mm. not let the events write my story. Thank you. It doesn't mean I don't take value, credit, or challenge by them. But I got to ultimately determine no one's going to write my story but me and God. Amen. Right? And then I'm going to be a better husband, a better father, a better leader, a better man. Yes. And so as we get into this and we get into any discussion, especially like racism, there's so much pain and uh, so much depth to it and so much uh, emotion that, you know, you can't feel it unless you lived it. Yeah. Right? True. And there's no use for us that haven't lived it to try to explain it. You know, what we got to do is hear it, feel it, and learn from it, and all of us learn together. Yep. And to realize that the power of words and how we frame those words and how we let those words frame in us, mm-hmm. because that's what will set our heart, our state, our emotions, and it sets our beliefs. Amen. And if we're going to change people from being racist, we got to watch what words we use, right? Oh, yeah. If we want to make someone, you know, growing up, I'm going to make you tough, son. And what they do, they get tough on you and they speak tough and they, what's a drill sergeant do, right? Mm. <laughs> he, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's this that 
people understand how to use words. Right. And uh, we got to be the ones that take advantage of those words so it can begin to shape our actions right. and who we are and our character. Yes, sir. So as we get into this today and we talk about race, I'd just like to hear some of your story, Charlton, and okay. some of the things that you've been through. And, and, and let's just talk and share with the folks. And okay. Maybe maybe what, what's your perspective on today? Here we sit today with uh, – all the unrest and uneasiness. I, I referred to it this past weekend. It's like God's just taken a Band-Aid and ripped it off a wound. Mm-hmm. And there it's exposed. And everyone's infected with it that comes in contact with it. Oh, Whether, yeah. you know, you're white, black, Asian. Yes, sir. Uh, in authority, not in authority. We're, it oh, affects yeah. all of us. And it's like there it is. And it's challenged all of us to see something and to, to get gain a new perspective. What's your perspective? Well, Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Mm -hmm. That in itself should be where we start. Yes. It's our own personal pursuits and agendas that lead us to racism, Mm -hmm. not agreeing with someone. And everyone wants to be heard. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you don't feel like you're being heard, it creates or can facilitate a feeling within yourself of, I need to do more. Mm-hmm. And for me, doing more translated to physical violence, mm-hmm. physical actions, and just, you don't see me, so I'm going to make you see me. Yeah. You don't feel me, I'm going to make you. right? Right, yes, sir. And a lot of that had to do with the way I was raised. You know, I had a very strict father. Yeah. Didn't give me much leeway to do much here or there. And it really contained my perception Mm -hmm. in a manner to where I always felt like I needed to express myself but never knew how. Mm. And honestly, it was not until I really got into a serious relationship with Jesus that I began to express myself in ways that were beneficial for me. And how long ago did you come to Christ? Um, Well, I came when I was a little bit kid. Mm -hmm. But honestly, when you baptized me is when I came to Christ. About six years ago. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Is when I came to Christ because... Everything I learned up to that point wasn't implemented in my life. Mm-hmm. Now it's implementation. Yeah, I'm taking what you're teaching me mm-hmm. and applying it to my life, mm-hmm. applying it to my marriage, applying it to my. What What was the book BC the before Christ Charlton like? I was that. What are you looking at, guy? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at me for? That, that says a lot right there. When you say that, you give me that look. I'm like, I got you. I, I can tell that <laughs> look, right? Yeah, that's good. Go man. And. If we were speaking earlier before we started, just that desire, when I felt like that, it was, we need resolution. Mm-hmm. Immediately, we're going to have judge, jury, and executioner right, right here, now. right now. Mm-hmm. Me or you, right? Yeah, and it was always me victorious, but there were some losses. Mm-hmm. But God has guided me up and down a hill and valley type of lifestyle just to show me. Mm-hmm and give me what I need for where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I've, I used to be very critical on the things that I was taught because of when you see, I'm not even going to put color on it. Mm-hmm. When you see a person being mistreated, mm-hmm. it should move your heart. Yeah. Regardless of their color. Exactly. Now, when you do put color into it and you see someone like yourself being mistreated, 
it should also still move your heart. Yeah, and you know? it, yeah, right. But when you really think about what Jesus did on the cross and the fact that when I get to heaven, some of the people I have problems with might be right next door to Come me. Come on, man. That's it, man. When I heard you say that, you, you flicked the light on for mm -hmm. me because I was like, never thought about that. Mm -hmm. All the people I can't stand, we in heaven together. Mm -hmm. So now I'm gonna have an attitude in heaven. Yeah, come on, come on now. He's not gonna deal with that either. No. Mm -hmm. So my objective has been since I've been at Bethel, especially, is to learn to love unconditionally. That's it, man. And it's everything you've been teaching me since I've been here. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for it, Pastor. Well, thank you, man. And and uh, I just love you and your family. Being in a church that's made up of multiple races. What's that like for you, and what's that like for Nicole? It's been, if I could, I would like to speak on my edge group, and I'm a part yeah, of Yeah, yeah, go for it. Edge group is our coaching groups. That, that's how we disciple here at Bethel. Yes. You know, and Man. we call them edge groups, and we weekly are on a one-hour call yes. with a group of people, six to eight people in yes, a group sir. generally, mm -hmm. and we're coaching and doing life together. Yes, sir. We started at about six. Mm -hmm. We're down to three, mm -hmm. including the teacher. Mm-hmm. And every person that's in that age group now is in an interracial relationship. Wow. That's awesome. And it's benefited us mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm a black man married to a white woman. Mm -hmm. My leader is the same. Mm -hmm. But our other brother is a white man married to a black woman. So yeah, it, I love it, man. It's Only at Bethel, right? I love the it. the diversity of yes. being able for him to say to me, Charlton, I understand what you're saying because it happened to me, but it was reversed. Come on, man. Now, he shared a story with me that brought tears to my eyes. Mm. I didn't cry until after we got off the phone and I really thought about it. He was with his wife somewhere, and a bunch of black guys yelled out to him, how does it feel to be walking with your slave master? Wow. And even right now, I get kind of choked up because I'm sitting there thinking, when you think of racism, you don't think of the people that you – align yourself with. Yeah, that are like you, that it's believe only, like you, and live like you. It's only against you. Yeah. But it's no. Mm -hmm. It's on both sides, mm -hmm. black and white. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we need to eradicate, and it can only be done through Jesus. You know, and I agree, and I think that, again, I can't speak from a place of being a black man. I'm not, never yes, have sir. been, right? So I can't sit here and talk about the pain you've been through and the things you faced right. that shaped you and who you are. So I don't ever want to uh, belittle or not bring value or empathy yes, to sir. that. Yes, sir. But I'm just now, I'm the kind of guy that looks for the outcome, right? right. And I'm just saying, man, <laughs> is what everybody's doing now going to get the outcome that people say they want? I don't think so. Why not? Because we're putting ourselves first instead of others. Ooh, that's good. Mm. You know, I've really tried in the last five years of my life, or really since I met Nicole, to really start putting others first mm -hmm. more than I have. Mm -hmm. I mean, just self-sacrifice. You mm -hmm. know, I've done a lot of work and helped a lot of people mm -hmm. in which I was not looking for financial gain. Right. It was simply, <laughs> I see you in need. Mm -hmm. Let me help you. Mm. You know, and God is just, he keeps growing me in ways I can't even explain sometimes because my heart is big. Mm -hmm. And he's allowing me to share that with people. Mm -hmm. Out of, like last week, I went to a lady's house to look at um, fixing her post. 
And she, oh, my grill, I couldn't put my grill together. I just couldn't do it. Well, let me take a look at it. So I put her grill together. Now she's expecting that she's going to have to pay me. Mm-hmm. How much do I owe you? Nothing. No, no, I got to give you something. Oh, ma'am, you owe me nothing. Mm-hmm. You gave me good conversation and shade because I was hot. Mm-hmm. So you, you've already paid me. Yeah. Let me do something for you. Mm-hmm. And brought tears to her eyes. And, and, you know, it's things like that. And, <clears throat> and I may be wrong, but here's one of the perspectives I have. Well, one of the things we know scientifically, hurt people hurt people. Yes, sir. And we see someone who's raised in a very physically abusive situation, yeah. right? Maybe they saw their dad abuse their mom and it traumatized mm-hmm. them. Maybe they were abused by their dad, whatever. I forget. It's a crazy, staggering, I mean, number percentage out the roof of those are the ones that are abusing their kids or abusing their wife or their girlfriend. You even see them as young men and teenagers doing that, right? Acting it out. Oh yeah. And then they hate themselves for doing it because they hated the fear and that, but they don't know how to break the cycle. Yes, sir. So we see that hurt people hurt people. Right. So I'm thinking about the power of words and how we're shaping our story. Yes, sir. Because we want to shape our story better for our kids and our grandkids and, and so on. And then I think about the pain and the trauma of growing up black, mm. or growing up of other other than white, not right. just black, but other than white, right? right. And we're focused now on black, but the right. same. And I Pass think it. about that, and then I think about, okay, mm. if people are willing to say, I want to take a second look at this and rethink this from a white perspective, right? what's the best comeback for someone who wants a different outcome that's black? Is it to say, you're going to feel some of the stuff I felt, I'm going to show you, mm. or is it going to be, you know, you hurt me and be honest, but now let's walk together and let's get what everybody wants. I think it's a second option mm-hmm. because you can't, when you lash out at someone or when you yell at someone, there's a certain things you're trying to work through first before you actually get to the point of yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. First, mm-hmm. why are you yelling at me? Why are you so upset? Mm-hmm. And I'm not upset. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? You know, Or labeling you yeah. because of your education or because of your yes. skin color or, mm. or because you're a man or a woman or you're not a man or a woman. Right. right. Labeling uh, is so demeaning. It is. Right? Yes, sir. And I think that's a big thing. It's and puts a limit on you like you're limited because yeah. of this. Oh, it caps it off quick. Mm-hmm. When you put mm-hmm. a label on it, you put the top on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God takes that top right off. Yeah, come on, man. It's like putting the Mentos in a Coke bottle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what God can do for you mm-hmm. if you allow him. Mm-hmm. But you have to adopt yourself to the principles mm-hmm. that he set forth for us. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, that's been my struggle and my story. Mm-hmm. Because the more I try to be like him, the more I'm tested to not be like him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always see that at first. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, this is happening because I did this. Well, I did something last week, so now this is the payback for it. No. Let that go. Mm-hmm. Move on. It's like, how do you make steel stronger? Mm. You turn the heat up and melt it and burn it more to get more. Imp- but when it cools down, it's firmer. It's got less impurities. Yes, sir. Perfect example of that. When I worked at North American Stainless, mm-hmm. I got to see the steel making process. Mm-hmm. And they would take all kind of stuff, dump it into the big cauldron, <laughs> Melt it down. Mm. Now, there's stuff in there that's not steel. Mm-hmm. There's nickel, aluminum, alloys, all type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they would heat it up, heat it up, and heat it up four and five times. Mm-hmm. 
to do what you said, mm-hmm. to get those impurities out. Mm-hmm. Now, your wife sung a song not too long ago that touched me. I mean, she didn't get three bars into the song and I was crying. Wow. Burn me beautiful, burn me lovely. Wow. Yeah, that's a beautiful song, man. That song, it got me because we need to want to be purified by God. Come on, man. Because if you're not seeking that, you, you can't be really on the right path. Pressure, that's what makes the diamond out of coal, right? Yes, sir. Um, you know, as I look at it, you're right on, Charlton. And I look at it from a different perspective than a lot of pastors. Because, uh, you know, I grew up in a little white community in eastern Kentucky. Yes, sir. And really wasn't around any people of color. Right. Mexican, black, Hispanic, or anything, really. Right. But when I went away in the ministry in the Columbus, Ohio, in a mega church there, I became a youth pastor, and my youth group had grown from 21 to, well, at one time over 1,500, but it, but, it, but it was 65% black, right? Right. I mean, I really didn't have an issue because I'm just learning the culture. I got made fun of a little bit, and then right. everybody fun loved me because I'm the white guy, you know, that's pastoring them. <laughs> and these were a lot of inner city kids. We were we yeah. were like, you go down this street, don't wear red, don't wear blue down that street because you're going to get shot, you know, when you're picking up bus kids. And it was that kind of place. That's deep. And then we had middle class, upper middle class kids in the youth group, too, that were out in the suburbs because the church was kind of in the suburbs. So I learned a lot there over that nine years. Then when God called Steph and I here, God gave us a multicultural church mm-hmm. uh, and uh, both multiple ethnicities. And so I look at a lot of pastors now who are really shaken because their church is all black, their church is all white, their church is all Asian, their church is all Hispanic, right. their church is all uh, <laughs> Asian, whatever, you know, Ukrainian, right. not, you know, it doesn't matter. And all churches are important, significant, uh, I guess I have an interesting perspective because I believe as a pastor, I'm a spiritual father. Yes, sir. Uh, so when one of my kids is getting picked on or thrown to the side, whether they're a liberal or a conservative, right. whether they're black or white yeah. or mixed or Asian, yes, sir. young or old, yes. it riles me up because I'm like you from the streets and the old, I'm a confronter, <laughs> you know, let's just take care of it now kind of guy. And uh, so it, does something in me as a pastor, yes, sir. especially when I'm in conversations that are supposed to work things out with mm-hmm. leaders and everybody's poised in their position. Right. And you're just like, why am I wasting my time? Because you don't feel it yet. I right. feel it because I know Charlton. Right. right. I feel it because we're in a covenant relationship. Absolutely. I feel it because Nicole and I are in a covenant relationship. Yes, sir. I feel it. You know why? Because it's family to me. Right. right now, I didn't feel your pain, right? Right, right. But when someone you love has pain, you you, you feel, feel that. Oh yeah. And I've seen your journey and where you've come and how you've done. I'm so proud of you. Thank and you, and Nicole. Uh, what would you say to spiritual leaders that maybe are more posturing either to defend themselves or kind of to just say, "Let me let you see how it feels." Now I got you. I got right. that prayer. What would you say to those spiritual leaders? Um. I for and I was in the Old Testament. Mm, come on, that's good. We're in the New Testament. Come on. Where Jesus is supreme. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, take color and throw it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Anytime you start with color, mm-hmm. you're dividing. Mm-hmm. You just can't start that way. Mm-hmm. It cannot be a color-oriented discussion. Mm-hmm. It has to be a human being oriented discussion. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. fact that we are all children of God, regardless of what we look like. Come on. 
We're all the same. And if we can uh, accept the fact that we are children of God and believe that in our hearts, then the color of the next man, woman, child, person should not be a detriment. It should be an increase mm-hmm. because you have something I don't have mm-hmm. and I have something you don't and have. And it makes us better and more whole. Right. So if I take what I got and go this way and you take what you got and go that way, we're divided. Mm-hmm. But if we put what we got together, come on, we can do something. We can do something. Now, if the whole world, mm-hmm. nation, country, and people as a whole, black, white, Asian, whatever you want to define yourself as, came together like that, come which on. you spoke on, yeah. Satan has no chance. He has no chance. As a matter of fact, he still has no chance. He still has no chance, right. But that really stomps on his head. It does. And that gets rid of a lot of the suffering because yes. Satan's goal is to get everybody to choose a side. Yes, sir. He don't care which side. You can choose <laughs> Democrat, Republican, you know, socialist or yeah. non-socialist or democracy or black, white, Asian or yep. Hispanic. He doesn't care. Pick a side. Right. Because he's against both sides. But if he can get you to pick a side, especially as a believer, Ooh. then he has a foothold yeah. and he has power. Yes, sir. The only power he has is the power we lay down. And mm. God said, Jesus' final prayer was John 17. Yes, right? sir. Lord, Father, don't take them out of the world, but make them one. Right. Keep them in the world, make them one as you and I are one. Right. So that they can point people to uh, me so they will know who you are. Woo, that's and, and that's what it's all, as his final prayer before he's arrested. Yes, sir. And what he's saying is, look, guys, the number one tactic Satan uses is disunity. Mm. So that's why we have a saying around here, right? Even if we disagree politically or anything else, what do we do? We love unconditionally and pray for unity. Love unconditionally and pray for unity. <laughs> and and I, I just get nervous when I hear spiritual leaders on either side feel like race is just one of those things we can't forgive or race is one of those things that uh, we can't love unconditionally and, uh, I just want you to always remember I love you, man, but, you know, I love you a lot more than you do me because I punished you or we punished You know what I mean? Right. right. <clears throat> or you, I've been punished for you. Right. And I think it's dangerous, you know, and I'm not putting anyone down for that because I'm not a black pastor or black leader. Right. Spanish pastor or leader or none of that. Right. I'm just saying that's a son of God. There we go. That's a spiritual father, you know, looking at, you know, when are we going to learn our lesson? Yeah. Because there's going to be more pain. There's going to be more blood. There's going to be mm-hmm. more people incarcerated. There's going to be more lives taken. Yes, sir. Um, and Satan's going to run rampant until the church gets it. Yeah. And it has to be the church. has to be. It cannot come from any other perspective mm-hmm. or position. It has to be the church mm-hmm. because that's what Jesus Christ. That's it, man. You know, we are the body. That's it, man. How can the body be in disagreement with itself? Come on. Come on, man. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's like, what if the ear tried to be the nose or the foot tried to be the eye? It's (laughs) disunity, right? Right. Right. And, you know, the whole thing about it is um, organization is all about an accurate arrangement of things. God accurately arranged his body, and we can't get around it. No. Right? We're not supposed to look alike. No. We're not supposed to think everybody alike. If we did, we'd be a robot. Right. We're all unique. We're right. all individuals. Yes, sir. There's no one like Charlton, no one like me. Right. But, man, when we can bring all of our blend together, you know what I mean? That's, Doing something. That's the power. And I think loving unconditionally, some look at it as a weakness. 
when really Jesus showed us it's the strength of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive those for they know not what, not what they do to me when they're taking his life on the cross. And that pierces my heart every time I think about it, what Jesus actually went through. And mm -hmm. for the first time in my life, I watched that movie, The Passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't get you, man. That's because cool. I never wanted to see it visually displayed, mm -hmm. what happened to him, mm -hmm. because my mind is so visual mm -hmm. that I can, you can tell me and I can see it. Mm -hmm. But for me to see it, ooh, mm -hmm. that really got me. Mm -hmm. And I cried, of course, you know, because that man did nothing. Mm -hmm. But yet they treated him like he did everything wrong. Mm -hmm. And the only thing he was here to do was save the world. Come on, man. And even when those tried to stop him from saving the world that mm -hmm. were with him. Yeah. He still went forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, to step into your death. Come on, man. Confidently. Come on. Man, you need to really think about that for a second. Come on, man. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, it's easy to say, oh, I'll die for you. Mm. Okay, now it's time to die. Come on, let's go. Yeah, forget that. Whoa. Or even worse, <laughs> I'll give my son to die for you. Ooh. I'd rather die than give my son to die for you. Wow. Think about Jesus' love dying for us, but think of that as daddy's love. Yeah. Who could give their only son for anybody? Yeah. Even you know, themselves. I heard something last night. Uh, I had a bunch of different things playing. And Abraham and Isaac. He said that it was a shadowing mm -hmm. of what was to come. Yes. Mm -hmm. Up on Mount Moriah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And just hearing that, again, sets off things in my mind. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What if we really shadowed Jesus? Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, in its entirety, not, I'm going to do it over here, but I'm not going to do it over there. In its entirety. I am mm -hmm. very confident that I will lay my life down for Nicole. Mm-hmm. I'm confident in that. I've had dreams about it. If this is the way it has to be, then so be it. Mm -hmm. But I know where I stand mm -hmm. with God. My goal is for when he looks at me and passes judgment on me, mm -hmm. I want him to smile. Yeah, come on. I want him to smile and say, I know what you've been through. Mm -hmm. I've seen how you've handled it. And I'm well pleased with you. I come want on. that. Come on. I really do want that. That's good, man. That's powerful. And that's, uh, you know, man, our time's flown by. That It seems like we just got started, didn't it? How long has it been? I don't know, man, about 30 minutes or I don't know, a little wow. while. It's like pushing it. Uh, <laughs> but what I'd like to do is yes, just, uh, man, take a minute and just share your heart about, you know, what you believe we could all do together to, to bring – we know we're not going to bring just this ultimate resolution. I guess it's like this. Yes, sir. Offense and unforgiveness has no color. True. Right? True. It has no race. True. Offense mm -hmm. is sin. You know, unforgiveness is sin. Why? Because it imprisons the person doing it as much as it does the or more than the people they're offended at. Yes, sir. I agree. And when we become children of God, we lose our rights because we're dead in ourselves and alive in Christ. Now we took on his kingdom, his, his rights, his nation, which is, you know, guy, I want your coat, give me your other coat, right? Mm. And we know none of us live up to it. Right. But do you believe we can skirt around the topics we want to skirt around or maybe some of the injustices happened to us and still have a right to be offended and, and, and walk in unforgiveness? I'm not saying you won't walk in pain and walk with scars and like right. Jacob walk with a limp. Right. Uh, 
I think that there are certain scenarios in my mind I can't even imagine if it happened to my family or this or that, what I'd do. Right. I, I can't sit here and say, well, I just forgive. I don't know what I'd do, you know? Right. And so I'm not judging any man or any woman yes, for what they've been through. Right, right. But it doesn't, I mean, it does matter. But the bottom line is never going to be more than what Christ went through. No. Right. Never. And then secondly, if he set that example and he did. Oh, yeah. And we believe that. Right. What does that say for my offense or your offense or my unforgiveness or your unforgiveness? It basically says that we, it's, you cannot allow yourself to fall into the devil's trap. That's, that's good. It's a trap. Because what he did in the garden is what he's still trying to do now. Mm-hmm. Get us off of our game. That's it, man. Pastor Mark, during a sermon one day, said something, and he approached me, you know, interaction during the thing. He's like, yeah, it's trouble and such and such. I was like, negative. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know where I stand. Mm-hmm. I know what's in my heart. As individuals, leaders, and people in general, you need to search your heart. Come on. In its entirety, not the parts you want. Mm-hmm. You need to search your heart in completion mm-hmm. and find out where God is leading you. That's it. It's good, Charlton. Because if you don't, you're spinning your wheels going nowhere. And I think what I hear you saying Anytime Satan can get our attention on anything yes, sir. other than Christ. Yes, sir. And what he would do in a situation, mm-hmm. he wins. Yeah. He can do his work. Yeah. And that's the challenge we got to accept. Come on, man. With conviction. Mm-hmm. And we need to be excited about it. Come on, man. Because if he's over here messing with me, mm-hmm. I must be kind of doing something yeah. along the lines of what he I wants need to, to be stop, doing. Or he wants to throw you off your game. Yeah. He's got to stop me from doing what I'm doing. Come on. If I can love my brothers, black, white, or whatever colors they are, as they are, I benefit more. Come on. Yeah. They benefit more. Everyone does. You no, know, we win. Mm-hmm. This is about winning mm-hmm. and losing mm-hmm. in the name of Christ. That's it, man. That's it. We're fighting a battle that we can't see. It, that's it. It's an unseen. Everybody talks about COVID's an unseen battle. You know, we see the results of racism, but we still don't see the real ugliness of it in the spirit world right. that's pulling the strings. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's a wicked, wicked yes. scenario. Yes. And I, I feel sorry for anyone that embraces it. Yeah. Now, I'm not, you can be there. That's fine. But it's a prison, isn't it? Yeah. That's where you're going to stay. Yeah. You're not going nowhere. And it's going to affect anyone you love or care about. Yeah, in ways that you wouldn't even see. You wouldn't even see it. Because what I have seen and experienced is that a person that is very devoutly against another person or race, Mm -hmm. that same race that they're against infiltrates their family. It does, yeah. Now you got a choice. Mm -hmm. You have a granddaughter. And we've seen that with multiple in our church, right? Yes, sir. That, that, That tell the same story when their families, both sides black and white right yeah. and there was one parent like oh no you know and right. then they ended up god want them you know that right. through love they want them we got great stories but they Ooh. don't all end like that dude. i got some past yeah i got mm-hmm. some right here right now it really starts with parents mm-hmm. and their kids mm-hmm. there's certain things you should never say to your children okay now i'm a black man so i can only express what i was told as a child that i know now is wrong mm-hmm if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Wow. Wow. What? Uh, uh. Mm. Really? Mm. 
I, I mean, that blows my mind now when I think about it. that's yeah. what I was taught. Wow. And I heard it so many times, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, man, really? Yeah. If she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. Mm. Uh, mm. We, no. And I look at my life and I love the fact that I'm in an interracial relationship mm-hmm. because it gives me more. Mm-hmm. You stop looking for negative. Come on. Search for the positive. Come on. Because it's always there. God is always there in every situation, regardless of how negative it may seem. Mm -hmm. God is there. Yeah. He's right there. All you have to do is look for him. Come on, man. What do you want? That's it. What outcome do you want, man? Your mind will take you there. Yeah, it will. And your energy is going to flow there. Yep, absolutely. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today with conversations with Marion Dalton and my buddy Charlton Fields and just love he and Nicole and her family and as we get ready to wrap up, I'd like Charlton, if you would you say a prayer and Absolutely. pray us out? Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, in this moment, we want to lift you up and give you honor, glory, and praise for you are so worthy. We first and foremost thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, yes. who sacrificed himself on the cross so we may have a perfect yes. example of how we are to be here on this earth. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you mm. do for us yes, God. on a daily basis. Mm the seen and the unseen. Mm-hmm. We just lift you up. We give you honor, glory, and praise. And may you continue to bless us all in our endeavors. And may we step fully into the manifestation of the gifts that you have placed within us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I just want to thank my buddy. And uh, what a great time. And also, you know, uh, just if there's any topics you'd like to hear more about or if you need prayer or you just need some more information, There'll be a place you can contact us there on the screen. And we sure do love you. Join us again and hang out with us on our next Conversations with Marion. Have a good one.